we're back for another sermon extra, and we are in week two of joining Jesus on our mission. Thank you for preaching this weekend. You're Dustin. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you share? And all four of us are here. I know. Kind of we got the yeah. whole yeah. crew. Yeah. We got the whole crew. That doesn't make it longer. Yes, we it just, does. Automatically. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Dustin. Yeah. Share with us a little bit about what got you to, uh, well, the video was a nice touch. The and, video was that well was a cool done. story. That. Honestly, I didn't even really need to preach. Like, that was the sermon right there. What I loved is, and again, you recorded this ahead of time. There was no mm-hmm. conversation into what they were going to share. And what I had already worked on for the message then, it was like it just all was lining up. I think we call that a God thing. Sure, absolutely. And But, like, the points that Greg Finke makes in his book, this is what it looks like. And mm-hmm. it's just they... It, that's what it was. I mean, this is joining Jesus on his mission. So, but all again based around the passage from John 1:14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Uh, again, I do I shared it in the message, but I love the message is paraphrase of it. He he came into our neighborhoods, he came into yeah. our lives. You know, one of the things I thought of real quick, uh it's a it's a saying that we don't use much anymore, but it really, and I hadn't thought about it until sitting in the pew yesterday that we used to talk about press the flesh. Hmm. It meant get out and shake hands. It meant, you know, oh, yeah. interact with mm-hmm. people. Today it might sound weird for people to hear <laughs> that. But the but the point was it was physical contact between people, shaking hands. You could do fist bumps or whatever, but the point was you were out actually interacting. And that was I I think kind of the underscore of everything yeah. you were saying yesterday. And, and with their story from the video that, that I really don't want to discount is when we witness to people, and this can make it sound daunting, and it's beautiful when somebody that doesn't know Jesus at all comes to know Jesus. That's huge. But I think there's this huge group of people like the Biquettes that need to hear God's word, and maybe they've had time from it, or they're searching for a church, mm-hmm. and they've been starting their family and, and working on their jobs and their careers and things like that. And, and that group too needs to hear the word and the way God speaks the word is through his church. And so there's so many people I think that, that are in that position that we can certainly join Jesus on his mission to find. I know he's out looking for them to, to be hearing his word. Same kind of thing. So what you're getting at Andy, I think is important is that it isn't only looking for people who don't know Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. an important Mm -hmm. group and one we should focus Mm -hmm. on, but it's also those sheep that, that need to connect Mm -hmm. to a family. And, and I think, again, I mentioned at the beginning of the service that our new members that we welcomed uh, now a week ago, we can have a couple of days anyway, came because of relationships, but Mm -hmm. a lot of them were sheep changing pastures to a pasture that was focused on the word Mm -hmm. because the pastures they were in were divergent. Yeah. They were going away from yeah. spending, you know, of, of the focus on on God's word. So I think your yep. point is well taken. It, there's there's a whole group of people out there from different, you know, influences. Ones that had fallen away, ones that never knew Jesus to begin with, yeah. or ones that were searching for a place that really focuses on being. Hey, let's let's gather around the Word of God. So and I, I would good. and I would love to to say those people. Hey, if they leave a church or are away from the church, will come back. But that's not what the statistics are showing us. Correct. There are a ton of people that were de-churched and remain de-churched. And so they are 
drifting away as much as anyone, right? And so that group of people at least have some semblance of church, which is great, but they still need us to go seek them out, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. And at the point was made yesterday, I, Jesus says the same thing. I mean, not everybody is going to be open and receptive yeah. mm-hmm. to it, but some are, and, and to be ready. And that's what I, I loved in the story that was shared through the video is, I mean, it literally started with a pie, right? <laughs> a friendship, just friends, yep. being in the neighborhood together, it grew. And then eventually over time, um, and that About was the important four years. Thing. Yeah. Is when they really started talking, that pie wow. started, they four moved years. in in 2017. After COVID hit, it wasn't, I think they were in the new member class, yeah, like 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, yeah it, it, takes it time. was a while and yeah. you have to be patient with that. And that's what I think is great. And you brought this up. You you expanded on, you know, we're joining Jesus who's already on mission. And some things you said kind of made me think, you know, we might be the opener and we might be who Jesus uses to like start the conversation and, yep. and pique someone's interest and just be like, oh, wow, I've never really talked to a Christian. Or we might be the closer or anywhere in between, right? right. We could be right. that la- that they've been for years w- wanting to know Jesus, and now we're the one that helps them know Jesus. So they're anywhere in between, too, which well, I think is cool. And I think you said that in one of those final slides. Mm-hmm. Something good. Something good. Yeah. That yeah. was the last slide. Yeah. Last slide, yeah. yeah. It, it's you, We have to trust that. We, we can't base our effectiveness on just results. We have to trust that God is up to something. And, and I think to your point, you know, people often use the imagery of a chain, and if you have the opener and the closer being the front end and the last chain link, you might be one of those or you might be anywhere in between that are still moving the ball, still getting us closer to that final link. But we have to trust that even the little bit of interaction we have um, is making a difference. And uh, I, I love real quick the story, and I don't remember who it was. This has been years ago. But um, a, a Christian presenter uh, at a big conference, and I, I want to say Scott, it was a youth conference, but he was um, anyway. It was a conference <laughs> of some kind, and he was presenting, and uh, it was a long day, and and had finished up, and he was on his way uh, back to the hotel, and he stopped at like a, a, a convenience store type of thing to get something to snack on, eat. He was hungry, he was tired. And, uh, and he's just being open and honest, this guy, and I can't remember who, you may, may jog a memory, yeah. but he was, he was really tired and he is at the counter and in his past life, he had struggled with pornography. That was just something he was open and honest about. And at this convenience store, he's behind the counter are magazines. So this has got some years on it. He's tempted in the moment. He doesn't go through with it, but he's tempted, like any one of us can be. And he resists, and he just gets his things that he's going to buy. And as he's getting ready to check out, the person behind the counter was like, oh, I just want to thank you for the conference I was able to go yesterday. <laughs> and, 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 and thank you for what you did. And, and as this presenter's walking away, he's like, holy smokes. I, it was going to be one brief moment. But if I had made the choice to follow on a temptation, Mm -hmm. what impact that would have had. Um, But instead, the impact was very positive and they were able to have this brief Mm -hmm. exchange. Mm -hmm. My point in bringing this up at this particular moment is we don't know whether it's a brief encounter 
or if it's a long-term relationship, the impact that our witness will have on somebody. And I think I just always remember that story as being, you know what, God uses every moment. And, and it doesn't mean we have to be perfect, doesn't mean that we're always going to make all the right decisions, but it means it matters. And, and if it's a neighbor that you're getting to know, or if it's a person behind the counter at a convenience store, it matters how we live out that life. Anyway, that just well, kind of jumped that always, As I spent so many years as a high school teacher and then high school youth person, you know, you have a very limited time. And, and for like an elementary teacher, even less, one year to, to spend with so many of those kids. And, and you have to cling to that yep. because yep. otherwise you focus on the, the things that you see, uh, yep. you know, kids struggling with. And, yep. and, and yeah, so you just... You the interactions matter. Yeah, do your little part <clears throat> yep. and, and be thankful you had a chance to do that and let, let the Spirit uh, do that work. So building off of that, this wasn't one of the things, it's one of the, the things that got cut, um, but it came up. I don't know if you've seen the email. You and I received an email this morning from one of our members who's reading the book, Joining Jesus on His Mission. I haven't seen it yet. And uh, she was sharing, just it was just this great aha for her. Um it talks about how to not see these exchanges we have with people day in and day out as being interruptions, but mm. more divine appointments, appointments mm. that God has kind of set That's up for us. And she's like, wow, that just like That's cool. totally changed how I approach mm. my day. And that was one of the things that I was going to speak to, but just didn't make the cut. But Jesus has all of these along the way moments. So much of his ministry is just, along the way. Like even Jesus is just, he's living life. Yes, he's moving in a certain direction. He's moving to Jerusalem and to the cross, but so many things were just along the way as these people came and he interacted with. And to think about, we all have this throughout the day. And I was thinking about that. And it's not just outside of our homes. I think even in our homes, sometimes if I'm being honest, you know, maybe I'm treating the way uh, the kids are treating, you know, it's, it's more of an interruption in what I'm trying to right. do. It's like, no, I need to see these things as divine opportunities of just joining Jesus where he's already at work in this. So. Does, doesn't that align well with the original language, the original Greek on the Great Commission? You know, it says go and make disciples, but in the original language it says what? As you go. As you go. As you go. Mm-hmm. As yeah. you go. As you continue to go. Yeah. It's not just a imperative go. It's as you go. And I think to that very point, yeah. and I love it. I, I haven't sat down yet. I've been meetings this morning to read email, but um, I think that is one of the bottom line um, emphases, I guess you would say, that, that Pastor Finke is kind of putting forth in that book is, do you wake up each morning and go, I get to be a disciple maker. I get to, I get to follow Jesus today. And that means... <clears throat> The interaction with the, the the cashier at the convenience store, the grocery store. It means um, the the cars that drive past you instead of judging every one of them uh, and how they drive. You know, um, I never do that. <laughs> no, I never do that. Um, but uh, but really looking at uh, each moment again, I, I wrestle with because we don't want to preach perfection. Mm. That I'm going to take every single opportunity to be a golden example, polish my halo, all those things. But at least if we're being intentional, maybe we grab 50% of the opportunities. Whereas before, I'm only grabbing 10. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're we're moving in the direction of saying, 
I want to recalibrate how I look at things and look at it through the lens of, am I, as our vision statements now says, we are a family of believers who are growing to be more like Christ and sharing joyfully sharing him with others. Yeah. Can I adopt a little bit more of that every day? Yeah. And if we're all growing, it means there's still room to grow. We yeah. haven't hit perfection, right. and that's true mm-hmm. of all of us. And yeah, right. uh, Well, even the Apostle Paul says, not that I've perfected all yeah. this, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I keep growing. But I think hidden in there is, is something really countercultural that's great. And while perfection is, is not even something on my radar anymore, I know that. But what we do matters. Yeah. And it matters beyond ourselves. Like the world, you know, is, you know if, you're, if you're looking up at the sky going, why am I here? What, what am I doing here? Every day you have an opportunity to do something special. Right. Yeah. And, and it means something. And, and even, I mean, we've, we, you've, we've talked about those little things, but <clears throat> being kind to someone now, it used to matter. Mm-hmm. Now it sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. I think of those right. moments where somebody's kind to me and I'm like, that changed my day. And yeah. it was such a small thing. They were just kind for a moment. Yeah. And so we can receive that. And it's like, wow, that guy was nice. And wow, I saw, I felt loved, but we can do that. And it's, yeah. it's pretty easy to do at this point. Well, and the other thing too, I think is just, I think in my life when, you know, certain people invite me to come and hang out with them and do something with them. And when it's a certain person who's like, yeah, like <laughs> I don't even care what we're doing. Like, yeah. You're inviting me. Yeah, we're going to go do this. The fact that Jesus is inviting us yeah. to come with him. I think sometimes we take that for, for granted. The fact that yeah. he's like, I want you with me to do this. And we've tried to emphasize it. I think the last couple of weeks is that he's not telling us to go do stuff for him. He's like, I'm just inviting you to come and do this with with me. Yeah. Um, he, I think you said, Pastor John, uh, the week before last, that he's doing the heavy lifting right. in all of this. Right. So. And I think that's so critical for us to understand is, is Jesus isn't asking us to do the impossible, mm-hmm. but he can do the impossible through us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's he, the emphasis, he can do the impossible. He's changing hearts. But he says, you know what, I, I, I chose to use the bride, the church, to do these things. And, and imperfect people like us, where perfection isn't uh, what our goal is, it's just can we be um, consistent? Can we be a link in the chain? Can I look at my life and say... I can help grow the kingdom of God by just being kind, mm-hmm. forgiving, loving. You know, we talk about it internally in a in a in a any business, any organization. This would include churches that that people are generally not culture neutral. You're either a culture builder or you can be a culture killer. And, and by that, we often look in an organization, we say, somebody comes in, they've got a positive attitude, they're, they're fighting for the vision, the mission of the church, the school, the, the business, whatever it is, and they're building a culture, or they're coming in and they're negative, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying things that shouldn't be said, and, and it's killing the culture. Well, I think as God's people, can we look at our lives and go, I want to be a culture builder. I want people to see Jesus in me. I want to build a culture that goes counterculture to what people think the yeah. church is. They've already decided exactly. that yeah. Christians are X, Y, and Z, and usually it's negative. And if we say, you know, let's let's blow their minds. 
let's let's be Jesus to them, which is going to be different. And that gets us right to one of the, my favorite things, slides you brought up was from page 35, and it's if we listen, they will tell us from Vicky. Yeah. And that's what's just so powerful. It's like the best thing you can do to witness, listen to someone. Yeah, I, on my journey and journey of faith, that's been one of the lessons that, that I've learned and relearned. Everybody has a story. And if we just take the time to listen, people are willing to share. But to do that, you mm-hmm. can't see people as distractions. No. Yeah. yeah. No. And if we are living such hectic, frenetic lives and we have whirlwinds around us all the time and I can't slow down, then those be- people become a, a, a distraction. People yeah. become a disruption. And it's like, I can't stop and listen if I'm not going to pace myself and make those conversations mm-hmm. a priority. And an encouragement from that, that Jesus also was an example of is I keep thinking, I'm going, I'm going to find somebody that I assume I would disagree with on a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to go listen to him because when I've done that a few times, usually not my own doing, but it just happens. I end up going, we have a ton that we disagree on, but I think we want the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like we're going at it a different way, but we, we both want to be loved, respected, cared, cared for, healthy, safe. And, and I always end up going, Hey, even though we disagree so much, I still love that person because I get what they're trying to do. Even if I don't think they're doing it the right way, you know? And so I think that's, and that's Jesus. He's saying, you know, go, go hang out with the sick and listen to them because there might be a reason why they're sick. And I think the goal in all this, and again, none of us are doing this perfectly, Mm -hmm. but is to try to get past and set aside like the agenda Mm -hmm. and to just make this be a natural part Mm -hmm. of our life Mm -hmm. then too. Cause as you said earlier, Scott, I mean, the the timing is different, but for the story that we heard, it wasn't like this just happened in in days or weeks. We're talking years that this Mm -hmm. went on. And sometimes we're just, we're in a culture where we just want things to be instant and it doesn't work that way. So Mm -hmm. we have to be willing. And again, as we've talked about earlier to just trust whatever our part is in it, whether we're opening or closing or somewhere in the middle, I truly believe if we are joining Jesus, then something good is going to come of that. And I just, I know we're going to bring it to a close here pretty quick, um, but I think something that we do need to address, both from the pulpit and maybe in our podcasts, is when we join Jesus and as we meet people where they're at, and you said agendas, that just fired this thought in my mind, is if I believe that we need to win people over to Jesus' politics, what we assume are Jesus politics. In other words, Jesus was a Republican and conservative mm-hmm. and et cetera. You know, those we're going to lead with uh, agendas that will be divisive rather than uniting. And I think, Andy, to what you were saying, even if I disagree with someone, let's just use politics. Let's say we are adamantly on opposing sides. Those people need Jesus not to win them over politically, but to win them over by faith. Mm -hmm. They need love. They need acceptance. They need forgiveness. And I think we need to distinguish what is it that we're really trying to do, grow God's kingdom. 
And, and that means interacting with people that we might disagree with mm-hmm. on other issues, even social issues, even what we would consider theological issues. But can we listen? Mm-hmm. Can we love them even if we disagree with them? Because I'll tell you what, beating them over the head with something isn't going to help. Mm-hmm. But if we can meet them where they're at, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this quick, quick story. Um, again, this is one that goes way back. But there was a church, and I don't remember where it was at. There's a true story where there was a, uh, a gentleman's club, uh, topless type of thing mm-hmm. down the road. The women of the church befriended the ladies who were the entertainers. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Southeast Christian in Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Was that? Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah. So they I was would... there and, and heard some of the, uh, a, uh, a message one time on that. Right, so basically yeah, fantastic the, what, what they would do is, and you can fill in those blanks, what they would do, the ladies would go down on weekends and bring food and help the entertainers put on their makeup, do their hair. And you're like, what? what? These Christian women would go down and help these entertainers do what they do better. And we are so adamantly opposed to what they do, tempting men. And so, but they were developing relationships. Mm-hmm. They were listening. They were meeting where they were at and loving on them in a sense of and and I don't know any of the success stories or not that would have Yeah, there were there were a, there were a number of them that they shared too of just again it was the long-term relationship first getting to know them and and meeting some of their physical needs of food mm-hmm. and just care yep. instead of being looked at as a pariah mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and then slowly from that they found many of them to get out of that lifestyle, find yeah. other jobs, other ways to help care for their kids, a lot of single moms in that situation. And yeah, something that, wow, that's really out of the box. You know, and that's an extreme example. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's an extreme example. But that can lead us into conversations and interactions with people that we might look at with the same level of disdain and say, you disagree with me politically, and so you might as well be in that category you know, or whatever. And, and I think we judge a lot of people rather than listen. And I think what Jesus is saying, I look at who he hung out with. He went out and hung out with the pariahs. Mm -hmm. He he hung out and said, I'm not going to agree with what you do, but I'm going to love you. And I'm going to win you over through love, through care, through interactions. So that story that you just shared that, that is incarnational. That is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, And I shared this yesterday that is Jesus entering the mess yep. with us. Yep. I mean, that's what God saw. He's like, I have to step into this mess to free you from it. And he wasn't stepping in to say, I approve of it. It's like, I love you so much. I'm going to meet you right where you are so that I can take you from that. Yep. And I think we have to be willing to do that that too, yep. um, to be step into some difficult situations, uh, to be willing to come alongside of. It's that... I think we've probably all heard it before. You know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. And uh, there's so much truth to that. And it it just, it takes time and intentionality to to build those relationships, to care. And uh, that's what Jesus is doing. And that's what he's inviting us to do. And I'm excited that this coming Sunday, Greg Finke is going to be here. So we get to hear from the author himself who... I've heard him speak before. He's a great speaker. Um, I just love the fact that he, his wife, his family, like they're living this. Mm-hmm. They're not just writing books about this. 
Um, he stepped out of parish ministry to be able to to really invest in this and to invest in the church at large yep. to help understand what it means. Their whole ministry is uh, dwell one fourteen. It's based off of what was our scripture for this this Sunday yep. that Jesus came and dwelled dwelled among us. And he's um, not only coming and speaking Sunday; he's going to be here right. Saturday. Saturday also. he's he's uh, from eight thirty to eleven thirty. Um, there's going to be food, child care is provided. We just want you to let us know. Um, I know we talked about sending out yeah, we'll get an, an email, email this week and allow easy access to sign up for that. Um, but this Saturday, and then he's just going to be sharing very practical ways. What does this look like? Yeah. And they wrote a new book, um, Joining Jesus on His Mission as a Family, and talking about how do we help our kids um, to do this. And so I think of, you know, our school here at Messiah, I think of just in our homes and our kids, yeah. you know, how do we invite, how do we do this as a family then? Love it. Love it. That sounds great. Well, thank you awesome. gentlemen for joining me here this morning. We'll get this edited, get it out there and yeah, we'll get that email out so that people can sign up to see uh, and hear Pastor Finky on Saturday. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you.